We all get it. Postpartum and the years after having a baby is no walk in the park. But you know what? It isn't just about depression or anxiety either. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, homesteading mama with four wild kids, whose life passion and education is all about supporting mothers and providers and understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. What we know as common sense in the postpartum years has many women feeling just plain awful. It's time to bring back the truth, get you the tools you need to heal, and thrive in motherhood and beyond. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. You are in for a very special treat. Recently, I had the privilege of interviewing seven incredible women, and I'm going to be sharing with you these interviews over the next several podcasts. And this was actually an interview series that we did when we had our nourishing postpartum retreat, which happened this last September and an effort to launch our brand new postpartum university. So you're seeing all of the transition happening on our podcast and on our Instagram and all of the things. And to bring that transition and just to really celebrate that, we had these incredible speakers join us for the Nourishing Postpartum Retreat. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share with you this retreat interviewee and enjoy. Community. We hear the word, we know it's important, yet it's often missing from our lives. And with the online world, we now have access to more virtual experiences and more virtual spaces. But is that really enough? Welcome to a beautiful interview with Carrie Ingram, founder of Community Supported Postpartum. She's a doula, early childhood educator. She's a foster and bio mom. She's a parent and group facilitator and creator of the CSP Facilitator Course and Curriculum. This is a really big deal, everyone. So in this video, you're going to be hearing all about community, how the significance of community extends beyond support, how the effects of a society where witnessing is no longer normal, how that's impacting us, and what we can do to be culture makers and foster successful community in today's modern world. So enjoy this video, dive in, let it relish within you, and then I want you to ask the question when we're done here and take some time to journal this and to really envelope this within your life. How can you approach community and your practice and create a safe place for mothers and families? Can't wait to hear your responses and I look forward to your feedback. Hello. Welcome, Carrie. I'm so glad you're here with us. Thanks, Miranda. It's nice to be here. Yes. So community, like I have so many questions for you. And first I have to say what you do is so incredibly unique. How did you come to focus on this topic? Well, you know, when I really think about that, it's been a very long, lifelong journey where I have made my way into where I am today. A few a few little 
breadcrumbs I can share on the path um, is, you know, witnessing my own, my own mother. Um, I had a martyr mom who always put everyone's needs before her needs. And even sometimes the family, I even remember her baking a batch of cookies and then looking at each cookie, finding the best looking ones and giving those away <laughs> to neighbors or people at work. And then we would get what wasn't as, you know, symmetrical or beautiful looking or a little burnt on the edges. Yeah, that was just one aspect and just like burnt out. She was just under-resourced and burnt out. And I think that a lot of it was because she didn't have community. She was very isolated in retrospect. So that was one little breadcrumb. And then in college, I had a a liberal arts study with focus on women's studies. And I had a teacher actually in high school, give thanks to all the teachers, Karen Notcher, who was this like radical feminist. And that was so new to me. (laughs) And really about like, seeing life as an ecosystem and needing to shift resources to, you know, women. And I also just want to name, you know, women, non-white, non-cisgender, I mean, on and on there. Um, So I just appreciated her. And then I became a teacher. And in my kindergarten class, I really noticed when the parents who had a new baby at home how they would kind of fall fall off into hanging around at drop-off, having tea or coffee, um, chatting it up because they were so tired. And then when they would, when I would say, you know, why don't you just stay? Why don't you just stay with us and have a snack? You know, in kindergarten, we had like fresh baked bread and butter and tea and how much they appreciated that just moment of somebody serving them and I could hold their babies. So that was, you know, another breadcrumb along the way. And then when I became a doula, you know, leaving a postpartum doula, leaving those families that I served, you know, at that four week point, um, it was heartbreaking. And I think a lot of people watching this who have been in that position, it's like you bond, you're so close, you're an extended part of the family, and then it's time to move on. Um, And now, you know, I can see that what they, what they really needed that next level. I mean, there's so many things that uh, are lacking, but one thing that has really in my own community that I've seen is moving those parents in early parenting into a community support group, because that's what they need. You know, the acute time of, you know, physical recovery and one-on-one and that, that intimate support is so vital. And then that next level of community support is really the, the sustainability, the, you know, fodder that we all need to flourish. So just wanted to name those breadcrumbs along the way. And now here I am. I've been facilitating parent and baby groups for nine years locally. And I've been teaching other people, mostly birth workers and postpartum professionals, how to facilitate their own groups all over the world. 
I appreciate your story so much. And actually, that was a big part of my journey moving forward was being a childbirth educator and a doula and recognizing that there's something else missing to the story. There's this piece that I can't quite put my hands on. And community is absolutely one of those. And I I need to ask you a somewhat obvious question, but I'm asking this question because I know based on what you've shared with me that you have a really amazing response to this. So tell me, why is community so important? Well, gosh, I I hope I remember the amazing response I once gave. So I feel like community is so important for so many reasons. One is that when we are alone and isolated, we can kind of fall prey to a lot of these bigger narratives that influence how we think about ourselves as new parents. For instance, you know, resting, being not valuable, getting your body back, this, you know, diet culture narrative. When healthcare professionals normalize or erase or tone down physical changes that you need support with, all of these things, when you're alone, it feels like you're doing it wrong you buy into it and you can't even feel the water in which you're swimming. But when we're in community, and when I say community, I'm talking about real in-person local people that are in your community. When you're looking at all of these other bodies, faces, babies, how we feed babies, how we hold our babies, how we can express what's going on for us, you know, the the that first person in the in the group that says, you know, is anyone else peeing their pants when you sneeze? And all of a sudden, all the heads, ah, there's this out breath. So it's a different kind of normalizing. It's like a normalize and neutralize that this is real. And then as a facilitator, how can we build the bridge from uh, feeling isolated to, hey, this is very real and there's support for that. And how can we make those connections happen. So I think community is kind of, you know, I grew up with Scooby-Doo and at the end, the villain like becomes unmasked. I think through the lens of community, we can unmask all of those narratives that we don't even see sometimes when we're feeling isolated and alone. Uh, That's exactly why I asked you that question because oftentimes You know, when I'm asked this question, it's generally a really, you know, easy response. Well, of course, we all need a community so that we can help each other, right? Because everything is so overwhelming. But what I'm hearing from you is you're taking this a step further and saying, no, we're we're not only providing the support that we need, but we're also neutralizing. We're also ending, you know, the stigmas behind what happens in postpartum and early parenting. We are also saying, hey, you know what, I have this issue. And and you know what, maybe that's not okay. It's okay. But what can we do that goes beyond? Well, it's just your hormones, which is something we always hear from our provider, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, to, to be able to have those experiences key. And, you know, one question I'm asked all the time as well is, you know, how do I get that first time mom to understand what's about to happen here? Mm. And this is where we do it, right? We have, 
these community spaces where they are able to witness this. You know, hundreds of years ago, we had our daughters and our children attend births to show up to, you know, postpartum visits and be able to cook meals for the mom and hold the baby and and learn about all of these skills, but also witness the postpartum, witness the birth. And so by that witnessing that takes place, even as, you know, a first time mom or a third time mom witnessing other people's experiences and journeys, we have so much value that we can bring here and really revolutionizing the care of postpartum moms and families. It's so true. It's so true. It's making visible what has been invisible for so long and and it can be scary. It can be really frightening for new parents. I remember oh, there was a, a parent who uh, was pregnant and visited our group, and um, everyone was so welcoming. They, you know, she was the only pregnant one in this particular class this week, and she just started crying. And she said, "I just have to admit this. I have not been around a baby." since I was a teenager doing babysitting and I, being here is, you know, helping me so much. I'm watching how you changed the diaper and I'm watching how you are holding your baby and how you picked up your baby, you know, holding their neck and head. And I mean, just basic baby care, as well as the thing, all of the things that just emerge when you're in a group of uh, of new parents of what's really going on with sleep and with, uh, you know, needs, special needs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've always said that postpartum is kind of like this secret club and you're not welcome into it until you're already in the depths of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which makes that even much more difficult to to manage to find your way out to swim to the surface right um there's there's zero preventative care there's zero really understanding because we don't get to witness what this is within a community experience and so i think that is one of the founding changes that needs to take place here is to be able to provide that but i will tell you and you know many professionals are probably here on the call with us today and recognizing that, you know, I've tried to create community. I hear this often. I try to create a community, but I struggle with getting people to come. What is missing here? How can I better facilitate this? Mm -hmm. What a great question. And it's one that I hear all the time. And it takes time because really we are culture makers and tip of the hat to Kelly Deal where I I learned that term, culture makers. And we really are not only educating ourselves and the parents that we work with, but we're educating the greater community of the value of holding space, of protecting, of moving resources, like an ecosystem, moving resources to those who need it most at the time that they need it. So that's you know, we, we see how we need to move resources to people that have illness. We see how we need to move resources to elders. Well, you know, having a new baby, you're also in a position where you need additional resources. And one of them is community. And 
as you know, in, you know, there's these five tenets of postpartum care, rest, nourishment, more special body work. And the fifth one is community. And that's the one that I, community acknowledgement, community support. And it's the one that I find lacking in most birth work and doula offerings is they show up fully for these four but then where is that community acknowledgement and support? And there's a million reasons why it's a challenge. So to answer the question, why it's because we're learning, we're remembering, we're relearning, and we have to step up knowing what we know and try to be change makers. Which in, in reality is not an easy thing to do. And I think we really need to acknowledge the heart and the soul and the work that we are putting in to making this reality. And I know that even in my own work, you know, creating a community before COVID hit was, I mean, we had worked on it for over two years before we had a really solid showing. And it wasn't until we were like, bring your babies, of course, obviously, but bring your older ones too, if you need it, and we'll provide childcare, right? And as soon as we, we found, you know, those little, almost barriers that sometimes as moms, we create for ourselves, then all of a sudden the floodgates come in. And I think really keeping an eye on, okay, what is it that I can do to break a barrier here and to make this process that much easier for women to show up, for families to show up. What else can I do and provide that's going to be really exciting and play with that, experiment with that, speak with the moms that you that you meet in, you know, the grocery store, or whatever, ask them how they're doing, like really how they're doing and saying, hey, you know, communities often that missing piece, come join us, right? And, and really just putting it out there in a way. And again, breaking those barriers and experimenting with what works and what doesn't. But again, just that continuum, you know, I, I love that culture makers. That is such a beautiful term. It, being a culture maker means shifting and changing because we are in a place right now where it's really challenging to get our needs met. And we have spent a couple of generations being so far removed from this. Hey mama, if you feel like all that I'm sharing with you here today makes complete sense for you, know that you are certainly not alone. There is a better way and it starts with nutrition. Go to mirandabauer.com slash nutrition for your comprehensive postpartum nutrition plan specific for healing your mind, body, and hormones in the years after birth. Enjoy. How can we better foster this community support in today's modern post-COVID world? Hmm. That's such a great question. <laughs> um, you know, in all the ways, there's so many different ways and the way one way that I look at it are through these two lenses. There's intimate support and non-intimate support. Intimate support is, you know, that trusted circle where you feel like you can, you know, as a new parent, completely be yourself, um, cry, the fluids, all the fluids, <laughs> um, you know, really feel like this. these are my people. 
So what's inside of that intimate circle and what feels comfortable to, you know, that intimate circle to, to support that person, that parent. And that's, you know, an individual conversation because that's, everybody has different levels of comfort and needs. And so that's one piece. And then the other piece is this non-intimate support. And this non-intimate support is, you know, neighbors. For instance, I have a next door neighbor. He had a hip replacement. He's an elder. And my son and I bring his garbage cans to the top of our driveway that's a hill every week. That's one way to offer non-intimate support. You know, calling up, I have another neighbor who has a new baby and just every now and then calling up, hey, I'm, you know, at the market, do you need anything? Or I made a giant batch of applesauce. You know, I brought some over to them last week. Um, Just widening our you know, our reality to wrap those people in that are nearby and that we can do something easy that's non-intimate that has an impact. So those are, you know, that's one way to show up. Another way is really like how we change our own minds of what is valuable to us as individuals. And, you know, I would guess, I have a hunch that So many of us would agree that people are valuable to us (laughs) and the people in our community. Where I live in Northern California, we've had a lot of wildfires, some that have been very devastating a few years ago that burned down many homes and many of my friends lost their homes and all of their belongings. And so when there was a need as a community, we moved resources. What, what do they need? What, how can we show up? What can we do? So this is another, just a time of need. So really like looking at that, that this is an important, valuable time unto itself that has special needs that we can all do a little something, even if it's just a text saying, I'm thinking about you. And I, and I appreciate that so much, you know, that it's almost that more personal touch, right? We can have all of the online community spaces, you know, possible. And those serve an amazing purpose, right? We we thrive in community spaces online. We, we desire those. We want those. But again, bringing that special touch back into our lives are really what's going to be key here in making this transition to a more healthier, stable world is going to be that much more important to us. I know that when COVID hit and we were all in a kind of a a wondering what's going on, there wasn't a lot of information available. Everybody's really scared. You know, we decided that we were going to expand our family circle. And so our family circle was my family and my neighbor's family. And so it was almost like Rather than quarantining as one individual family, we're quarantining essentially with two families where we can pass off our kids when we need to, when we, you know, we're going to the store, we're going to help support that other person too. So we're, you know, going back and forth. And I think that made such a world of difference to be able to say, you know what, I know this is, you know, not safe or whatever, you know, there's a lot of controversy around 
COVID that I'm not going to get into, but expanding your circle to include this community. Because I think one thing that we are greatly lacking in this, you know, post-COVID world or COVID world, I should say, is that we need mental health support. And that is crucial to our well-being just as much as anything else. Mm -hmm. And without that community piece, we're all going to struggle even that much more, which brings on stress, which lowers our immune system, which has, you know, a very awful spiral effect in who we are. So, you know, again, bringing back this community in a way that feels safe, that feels reassuring. And, and I think, you know, and, and maybe Carrie, you can share a little bit, like it, it sounds like this is such a creative space, right? In order to thrive and creating and continuing community you have to be creative. So creative, especially in the current climate that we are in <laughs> with COVID. Yeah, you have to be creative. I mean, one one example of being creative and getting together for community is we were getting together. We were meeting in my home, in my living room. And then the lockdown, we shifted to Zoom meetings. So we were shifting to Zoom meetings. And then after, I think, Six months, we started meeting at a local park where each person had a big outdoor blanket and we were spaced way apart with masks on unless we were speaking or eating or drinking. And then it has evolved now to being outdoors on our our little, we call them our islands, unmasked. Um, And we just have to be creative. I mean, other ways... We can be creative are getting together for walks. We can get together for baby gear exchanges. We can do meal trains for each other. There's a great app called Mothership Rising. That's a, it's like a meal train for emotional support. There's just so many ways we can show up for each other and to be creative because that's where we can really shine and kind of shift the individualism from that like bootstrapping super mom, I can do anything, I've got this, to we're together, let's 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 show each other, let's share with each other our ancestral foods, let's share with each other the lullabies we grew up with or traditions that we celebrate, um, that we're choosing to celebrate as a family or that are part of our religion or lineage. Um, so that kind of creating individually is really what like knits community together. I love that. I love that so so much. There's so many pieces that we can dive into, but really, you know, I've, I've always said that community starts with you. It community truly does. And it, and it, it starts with you recognizing the significance of this and saying, how can I make space in my life? How can I be creative and creating, you know, community. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, the doula or the postpartum professional who's coming in here or the mom who's saying, well, I don't have a community space and I really don't have the bandwidth and in, in which to create it. You know, that's okay too. But sometimes it's a matter of, like you said, making that quick little phone call or text or, you know, supporting our neighbor in some, you know, way that feels really safe and good for you. And that in itself almost opens up 
like a portal of this ability to be supported as well. When we give and we are able to support, we get that in return. And so, and and then it spirals and it grows and it grows and it grows. So if you are in a position to be able to start community, right? If you have the mental and physical bandwidth in which to do that, really consider making this a reality for yourself and for the people that you has that you serve, even if it's just your clients, even if it's in just a small town, even if it's on Zoom, right? Or out in the park with a blanket, whatever it is, that's the case. And if you find yourself in a position where you're you're not in the mental capacity or the physical capacity to create this, reach out to others and ask for it. Reach out to others and ask for it. And you never know. It might not be something that you can do, but with three of your girlfriends or or whomever, it might feel really doable. So again, that creative space is where it's going to happen. But again, realizing and recognizing that if we are going to do this, it has to start with us. Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making requests builds community. It does. It does. It it supports that moving of resources and that normalizing of, hey, guess what? We all need support. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Tell us one last thing. What do you wish that every birth and postpartum professional knew about community? Mm -hmm. It is essential. It is part of the process. And it is something that if you can add this to your work, not only are you going to see impact in your community for the parents, you will also see impact For yourself, your business will increase, you'll have more connections. And, you know, I I started my community when my son was born nine years ago. And gosh, they're still part of my life. It's just so enriching and wonderful. It's just essential. So I think that's what I would say. Community is essential. Beautiful. Thank you. I I was just sharing in my group yesterday, actually, you know, it's, it's so interesting that you can speak with our elders, you know, those who are 70, 80, even 90. And I've had some amazing conversations recently. And it's, it's funny how they seem to not necessarily remember the details of their pregnancy or childbirth or even their postpartum experiences, right? They don't remember how big their child was in terms of the exact weight. They don't remember those little details, but they always, always remember how they felt and who was there for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Yeah. As a professional in this field, you know, take that to heart because your your name, what you did is always going to be something that they remember. And that's that's the level of impact that we have here. And if you find that that fifth element of community is missing for you, you definitely want to, to add that into your life. And Carrie, you have some amazing tools to share with our audience and really supporting them in that. You have an entire resource library, so to speak. And you want to share a little bit more about that? And where people who are listening in can go to find you? Yeah, yeah. So my work is uh, community-supported postpartum. And I have 
a free community-supported postpartum network, which is, uh, if you're familiar with Mighty Networks, you just enter your email and you have access to this. I would just call it, it's like a website, a hub, a resource hub. And there are lots of postpartum professionals on there. We have topics, recipes, articles, podcasts, apps, any sort of like political action we need to take. So things like that, we do signal boosting and amplifying of each other's work and question, question and answer needs and offers. So that's free. It's I'll have the link here for Miranda to share. And then I also have a paid offer, which is I've, I'm a teacher. I'm a postpartum doula. I'm a parent and I teach people, birth workers, postpartum professionals, how to create and sustain parent and baby classes in your own community with a full on curriculum and online course. And I do that quarterly. Ah, I love that so, so much. Thank you. And of course, all of those links are included. So you don't have to remember those. They are here. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I'm so glad that you are here and sharing on this incredibly important cornerstone information here into our work. And I just, I love this conversation, everything it stands for. So thank you so much. Thank you, Miranda. And thanks for the great work you do in the world. Thanks for tuning in and taking the time to learn about how to support your body in deep healing. We don't do this work just for us or for you. Your healing impacts your children, your relationships, and your community. We do this work because the health and vibrancy of our world begins with its mothers. I hope you have taken some valuable information today and applied it to your own life. If you aren't sure where to begin, reach out about working together one-on-one or at minimum learning about my postpartum nutrition plan, which is where I start every single one of my clients. And you can do that by going to mirandabauer.com. Hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know by leaving a review and we will see you next time.